MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win Hi, ho, Jen Ritos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 344 goes out to Ronald Acuna Jr., finally back 100% from injury, and he just launched a massive home run. Not because we record this a day early. No, he launched another massive home run on Thursday, right? Right. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think they play on Thursday. In, in practice, <laughs> on uh, MLB The Show is what happened. Anyhow, <laughs> this goes out to you, Acuna. Uh, thanks to everyone for coming to the show. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. This is part two of our UFC breakdown of the week. UFC on ABC, Rosenstrike versus Almeida is what's being served up to us this week. We've got five main card fights to break down for you. Today's show, if you want to hear our prelim picks, uh, we had a very fun episode yesterday. So go back and check out that one. As you may have heard, I do have a co-host on the line with me here. It would be the one and only... Daniel Gummy Vreeland. Hello. What's up? <laughs> what's up? Ronald Acuna Jr.'s home runs. That's what's it up. Said, it said the the quick update I just got on my phone. It said 470 foot. Woo. Fantastic. Which is, I was gonna, it's just, that's decently hit. <laughs> it, it's because I bought your kids Acuna clothes when they were babies. That's why. He's yeah. Home runs, I think, right? Yeah. He Which really loves. Babies he, anymore, though. He, yeah. He doesn't fit in that. The younger one does now. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, the young, younger one still fits in that. Although he's he's now at that age where uh, nobody wants to hear me talk about my kids, but I'm going to do it anyway. He's not that age where he's like a big kid, um, but he he's like still short, so like his belly sticks out of shirts and stuff like that. He looks like Pablo Ooh, Sanchez. Shaman. He looks like Pablo Sanchez from the baseball backyard baseball games. Do you get that reference, Pablo? Sanchez? Uh, oh, I. Th- think so did i play that it sounds familiar yeah he looks like smee from uh, captain hook and uh yeah cartoon smee not uh yeah, not, not the one with uh dustin hoffman no okay i'm looking at pablo sanchez no I, I don't think i think well you're a few generations uh behind me so no i don't remember i think i might have played this game maybe i played a, i played a lot of backyard baseball that was right up my alley ken griffey jr baseball that was the jam let me tell you and little league baseball did you ever play that one no, but I played MVP 04, uh, yep. and that's that's the GOAT video game, because that was the one that had an expansion mode. Okay, uh, oh, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is what's awesome, because you could, like, you did the whole expansion draft, but you could also, like, bring a team to a city that didn't have one. So I was, yep. like, the Nashville Squirrels or something like that. Awesome. And, like, yeah, it's perfect. It was great. Yeah. Awesome. So welcome, everyone, to the MLB uh, Video Game Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode one. There's not a good MMA video game. Let's just be real for a second. And I know there are people right now listening who play the EA Sports UFC games or yeah. uh, UFC. What was it called back in the day? Undisputed, was it called? Yeah. Or Yeah, yeah. The, the early ones. None of them are good. And let me tell you how bad they are, because I used to play the UFC one and UFC two on the undisputed ones way back in the day. Xbox 360. I played them in college and they gave me an an uncomfortable view of MMA into the fact that it like 
ruined some of my analysis. Uh, for the longest time, I thought if you were backed up against the cage, the easiest way to get out was to just shoot a naked takedown and get yourself some space <laughs> because that's how that game worked. Uh, yeah. It was it just it was broken in a lot of fundamental ways. Also, you just won any fight you wanted to as long as you just threw 37 straight leg kicks. Um, yeah, my my kid used to destroy me because he would just button like, mash strikes. Yeah, yeah, I, I used like, to fancy stuff. And, yeah, my 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 older brother used to get so mad at me because I would be Frank Mir, who like <laughs> one of the worst strikers in the planet. But all he would I would do is just leg kick him until he fell down, and then I'm like, yeah. cool, submission time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Maybe Frank Mir should have done more of that. Should have done that to Brock Lesnar the second time. Yeah, that was uh, yeah that that was a good fight. Uh, were you, a, <laughs> I, I, I feel like we're stalling and we haven't gotten to the meat of the show yet, but I'm yeah, going to ask right. you this question anyway. Were you a Brock Lesnar guy? Did you like, no, cause, but cause it was were, exciting like, when, when he fought though. Okay. So it, you were, it was, it was an event when Brock Lesnar fought, it was an event when, when Fedor fought, it was an event, even though we were Fedor fans, but, uh, not as much Lesnar, but it was an event. So, okay. So I, you I were like, like rooting for him or anything. No, you were like in the in-between then. Cause there were people who hated him, people who loved him and people were like, Oh cool. It's, it's cool that Brock Lesnar's fighting. And, yeah. uh, I think I was, I think I was pro Lesnar most of the time with the exception of, I really did want Shane Carwin to beat him a lot. Uh, I, I thought Shane Carwin was like the guy, uh, yeah, we were was, told it was going to happen. Uh, I, I mean, it almost did. To be honest, yeah. like go go back and watch that fight. He dominates the first round. Um, and and one of my all time favorite knockouts too is Shane Carwin turning Frank Mir into a bobblehead doll. Um, yeah, yeah, that that was just such a good fight. So anyway, um, enough of us gushing about when. Uh, isn't it funny that like heavy? I, I'm gonna go off on a <laughs> bunch of stand up routine now. Yeah, isn't it? What's the deal? You, what's the deal with airport food? No, um. <laughs> Isn't it funny that, like, for a very short time in the history of heavyweight, it was just like we needed to be as muscly as possible? Yes, it's and like, <laughs> like Frank Mir just exploded. Yeah, he was size. definitely roiding right the hell up. Um, you think so? But like, it's not that anymore. Like, who's no. the most ripped heavyweight in the rankings right now? Like, <sighs> I can't even think like, of one. Hang on, I'm I'm gonna pull up the rankings right now. Ganu was, but he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He, he was more naturally ripped, like yeah, he was just sand or salt. I or mean, Pavlovich is ripped. We we can agree, yeah. Pavlovich is ripped. After Pavlovich, I mean, I think Jelton Almeida might be the 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 most ripped, and he weighs like two thirty. Yeah, Curtis yep. Curtis Curtis Blades, Volkov. No, no, no. Yeah, Look, it's no. uh, let me tell you who it's not. It's not. Uh, Tai Tuivasa, it's not Sergei Spivak, <laughs> it's not Jair Zinho Rosenstrike or Marcin Tibera, Derek Lewis, Chris Dawkins, Blago Ivanov, or Alexander wow. Romanov. Those guys wow. are all, and they're all chunky dudes, and I love it. Chunky bring dudes, the, bring on the chunky era. <laughs> well, we we have a chunky main, well, not really half of the main event is chunky. And Dan mentioned both those fighters, so. Enough. This is what the show used to be like in the olden days. Talking about nonsense, <laughs> but at least we kind of stuck to MMA this time. All right, I'm going to tell you about Shady Rays and Shady May, and then we're going to jump into your picks. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win 500 bucks. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. 
Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Last not all, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. We're Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. All right. The matter at hand, Rosenstrike versus Almeida. Main card. ABC and ESPN Plus, and it starts at 3 p.m. Eastern, and we are starting the proceedings off with the welterweight fight. Alex Morano versus Tim Means. Let me scroll up. Boom! Means, the Dirty Bird. We will tell you about first. 32-14-1 with one no contest. 19 knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted six times. 13-11 with one no contest in the UFC over two stints. He's lost two straight fights. Before that, he won three straight fights. He also has multiple regional championships on his... Mantle. Correct. Get it in the store, sportsgummypockets.com slash store. He used to fight at 155, but missed weight there. In the past, he also used to fight at middleweight. 2004 pro MMA debut. He's also 2-1 as a pro boxer. Three inches taller and three inches of reach on Morano. He's got better striking and grappling stats in the UFC than Morano. He, and he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.33 strikes per minute, plus 200. Morono, the great white, 22 and 8 with one no contest, six knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out three times. 11 and 5 with one no contest in the UFC. Four and one over his last five. He did get knocked out in his last fight. Was a regional champion. Used to fight up middleweight, 2010 pro MMA debut. Six years younger than means. He's more active landing strikes. Plus 1.13 strikes per minute is his strike differential. He outstrikes his opponents by over a strike a minute. Minus 210 for Morano. I usually kick off the main card. I will take Morano over the Dirty Bird here. I just, you know, obviously I'm going to go with a much younger fighter. Let's check the stats there. Much younger fighters win 63% of the time, 68% this year. So someone, uh, fighters who are five years or younger, five years younger or more than their opponents. So that's a pretty significant stat there. Plus, I think he's got more left in the tank, uh, probably more dangerous at this point in his career. So give me the great white over the dirty bird. I'll take a shark over a bird any day. I also think people are wildly underestimating Alex Murano. Like, like this tell is a guy. Please tell. I mean, he should be on a five-fight winning streak. Oh, here uh, we go again. No, no, uh, but but he was beating the shit out of Santiago Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio did pull out the knockout, and, and it wasn't an early stoppage. It, it was It was a good finish by Santiago Ponzinibbio. But if somehow he coaxes that last half around, because that's how far he was away from getting to the judges' scoreguards, there ain't no way he loses that decision. Like, he is clearly beating the hell out of Santiago Ponzinibbio. And that would put him on a five-foot winning streak, which would include Donald Cerrone, David Zawada, M- Mickey Gall, Matthew Semmelsberger, not not a, a low-key win, and Ponzinibbio. And if he's on that win streak... We're not talking about him fighting somebody like Tim Means. If he survived that two minutes and 30 seconds, we're talking about him fighting a, a Vicente Luque or a RDA or somebody like that. Um, and instead, he's fighting Tim Means here. And t- a Tim Means who's looked bad lately. Like, he didn't look good in that Max Griffin fight. He got submitted by Kevin Holland, a guy who we think of as, like, barely having any ground game. And 
I think Murano has got more power in his hands. I think Murano is faster. I think Murano is stronger. I think Murano has the takedowns. Like, dude, I, I think this is one of the worst line fights on this card. I, I think Murano has a huge advantage here, and it's way more than negative 210. All right. Get in on that, people. CLV. Um, all right. Light heavyweights. This was just bumped up to the main card. Carlos Alberg versus Ihor Potiera. Um, the duelist, Eeyore Potiera, Winnie the Pooh's friend, is 19 and 3, nine knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice, one on one in the UFC, won his last fight via TKO. He was one and in the contender series. He's gone 16 and 1 over his last 17 fights. He's fight at heavyweight, used to fight at middleweight, was a regional champion, six years younger than Alberg. He's been outstruck over his UFC and contender series career by 0.73 strikes per minute, plus 370 on the boards. Alberg, Black Jag, seven and one, five knockouts. He's been knocked out once, three and one in the UFC. He lost his debut and won three straight fights, the last two via knockout or TKO. He's not lost since March of 2021. One and oh on the contender series. Used to fight at heavyweight as well. Is a pro kickboxer, an inch taller than Pachiera, two inches reach on him. He's got better striking and grappling stats, and he's more active landing strikes than Pachiera. He's outstruck his UFC opponents and contender series points by 4.74 strikes per minute. That's a massive number, one of the biggest we've seen around here. He's at minus 400. That's also a massive number. Yeah, I don't love the negative 400, but I'm going to pick Ulberg uh, anyway. Uh, I think, dude, Pachiera got tagged by Shogun, like a 150-year-old Shogun. Yes. Uh, who, who, you know, Shogun's whatever age he is. You know, give me whatever age and I'd believe it. But like Shogun's got a lot of miles on it and pretty much had said, like, this is it. I'm retiring after this. And he goes in and fights there. And early in that fight, he was getting his hands on Potiera. And the problem with that is that like Shogun had so little left in the tank that like he wasn't knocking people out anymore. He wasn't dangerous with the hands. And he, he was never like a long light heavyweight, right? Because he, he made middleweight a, a thousand times, right? He was never a long light heavyweight. Olberg is huge. Uh, and he's got, he's rangy. He's powerful. He wobbles people. Like, there's no way Potiera avoids the big knockout blow here from Olberg. Give me Olberg. Uh, he's going to knock him out here without, without any problems. Yeah, Olberg is a pick. He's looked... Uh, the hype that was surrounding him on his uh, in his uh, debut fight, he's he's actually lived up to it over his last three. Yeah, he's. I mean, it's, it, it is like it's worth noting in his loss, he lived up to the hype too, because he yep. tagged Kennedy and Zuchuku and, and had him all but knocked out in that fight. And Kennedy is for some reason has nine lives every single time he fights. Uh, and and survived that and came back and, and tired Alberg out and knocked him out. And since then, we've seen Kenny Zuchuku is a bad dude. You know, Devin Clark found out the hard way. He's a bad dude. So e- even that fight aged well. I-, I think he's looked good in all four of his fights in the UFC. Yes, Suri. So that is the pick for sure. Um, possibly inside the distance. We'll have to see. Maybe it will show up on one of our, one of our uh, fancy dancy plays that we will bring to you at the end of the podcast. I got I got to tell you the number isn't is it flattering. <laughs> well then it probably it probably won't then. Um if you're not flattering then maybe Talkify is, is this place for you. Another right? fine transition my friend. <laughs> it is. Because confidence is key when you're transitioning uh to ads or when it comes to dating. But if 
you've you've struggled to find worthwhile connections. It can be difficult to feel your best when meeting new people. With Talkify, you feel confident that you're meeting someone special who is picked just for you. Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. Their trusted compatibility specialist hand selects successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. Here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. Then they'll select and screen potential match candidates for you, doing background checks, video interviews, and asking the tough questions that are too awkward for first dates. From there, your matchmaker plans your date, introductions, and handles all the communications for you, creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of clients met their person within the first 12 matches. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash S-G-P-N for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash S-G-P-N. All right, what are we moving to now? We're moving down uh, some weight classes. We're moving down to welterweights. Daniel Rodriguez versus Ian Gary. I will tell you about D-Rod first. That would be Rodriguez. It'd be funny if Gary's nickname was D-Rod. Um, all right, Rodriguez, 17 and three, eight knockouts, four submissions. He's been submitted once, seven and two in the UFC. He's gone four and one over his last five. He did lose his last fight via submission. Was a regional champion. Used to fight at middleweight and lightweight. One and all the contender series, one and all in Bellator, one and one as a pro boxer. More active landing strikes than Gary, and he has better grappling stats as well. His strike differential in the UFC, plus 2.2 strikes per minute, plus 265. Ian, the future, Gary, 11 and 0, six knockouts, one submission. He's 4-0 in the UFC. He won his last fight via TKO. He was a Cage Warriors champion, two inches taller than Rodriguez, 11 years younger than him. He's all struck his UFC opponents by 2.6 strikes per minute, minus 275. And it is me. I think I'm going to differ with you here. I'm taking Gary. Um, not This is probably his toughest test yet. Rodriguez is a game fighter, but he's just so, like, 11 years younger is a massive, massive advantage for him. Um, so, other than that, obviously he's he's eleven zero and uh, he's fa- facing better competition as he goes along. So I, I think he's he's the more complete fighter and obviously way younger than Rodriguez. So give me Gary here. Yeah, I like how you knew you were going to differ with me. I had a feeling. I had a <laughs> you, f- you, you're you, a D Rod guy. Uh, I for a while I'm a D Rod guy and I'm a Fadian Gary guy. Yeah, I, just I remember that. Yep. I I just don't believe in Indian Gary. I, I don't. I don't know what it is about him. I, I just don't think he's as complete of a package as everybody thinks he is. And if if you look back at his fights, like that, that fight with, with Gabe green was just like him using his length and believing Gabe green wouldn't move in on him. And then Gabe green, not moving on him. And, and D rod is not going to let you do that. D rod does not let you off the hook. That dude gets in your face and you can tag him and damn near knock him out. Dwight granted the body snatcher. Damn near knocked him out and learn the hard way that you can't almost knock him out uh, because if you almost knock him out, he's going to kill you. Um, and, and he came back and knocked him out. So the, the only people who have given D-Rod problems is Neil Magny. And, and if you want to go way back, Nicholas Dalby, like half a decade ago. Um, but like he beat the hell out of Mike Perry on the feet. He beat the hell out of Kevin Lee. He, he beat the hell out of Lee Jingliang. And like, I don't know, dude. I think Lee Jingliang is better than Ian, Ian Gary. Am I wrong? Like, so, and especially, yeah. and, and even if you don't think that, even if you don't think Lee Jingliang is better than Ian Gary, or you think that, like, you know, the stylistic matchup is just harder for him, 
Maybe that's true, but I, I just think at plus 265, the swing on D-Rod is way better than the swing on, on Ian Gary here. So, yeah, give me D-Rod. Yeah, I am not uh, disagreeing that the line is a little skewed, and I'm not disagreeing that Gary is is overrated here. So, um, I mean, Gary, I, do you think he's overrated in general? Yeah, it's the Irish thing and the hype and all that stuff, but not his fault, I'm sure, but. Yeah, yeah, he's overrated in general. Yes, he yeah, hasn't. Okay. He he's, hasn't lived up to. He, to he's the, not the hype. He's not Patty Pimblet, but like, <laughs> no, not no. He no, he's not he, that bad. But yes, it, he's it's in similar, that vein. Similar. In that vein. Yes. yes, correct. I still think he has enough to beat Rodriguez, but I wouldn't be, wouldn't be surprised if if he doesn't. So, all right, coming event time, light heavyweights. Speaking of Irishmen, Johnny Walker's in this fight versus Anthony Smith. We'll tell you about Smith first. <laughs> Thirty-six and seventeen. 20 knockouts, 14 submissions. He's been knocked out 10 times, submitted four times. 11 and 8 in the UFC over two stints. He's won three of his last four uh, and three of his last six. He lost his last fight via TKO. Used to fight at middleweight. Multiple reaches championships on his. Mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. 2 and 0 in Bellator. 2 and 2 in Strike Force. First Strike Force we've heard for a few weeks, I think. 2008 Pro MMA debut. He's out, been outstruck in the UFC by 1.38 strikes per minute. Not a good idea against Johnny Walker. Minus 106. Walker, 20 and 7, 16 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. Six and four in the UFC. He's won two straight, both via finish. Before that, he lost two straight. He's one and all in the contender series. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get that shirt. Four, used to fight at heavyweight, 2013 pro MMA debut. Two inches taller than Walker, half a foot of reach on him. So six inch reach advantage. Four years younger than him. Better striking stats. He's more active landing strikes and better grappling stats than Smith. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.78 strikes per minute. He's at one minus 105. So it's pretty much a virtual pick him on the board. Go so what, ahead. What did, what did you have as the two numbers? Just remind 106 me again. and 105. Okay. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go Johnny Walker here. Um, I, I thought about this a lot uh, because this fight is, it's such a freaking toss up in, in that like, should Anthony Smith be able to take him down? Probably. But, like, hasn't Johnny Walker looked really good on the mat as of late? Uh, like, if you go back yep. to that Eon Kudalaba fight, like, man, dude, he was the one grappling Kudalaba. Uh, and Paul Craig couldn't box with him, obviously, because Paul Craig can't box with hardly anybody. Uh, but, like, Paul Craig couldn't get it to the ground and, and paid the price. And if you, like, look at the two fights that, like, let, let's say they got us off of Johnny Walker as a real prospect. One of them was a knockout to Jamal Hill, which like in retrospect, like, hey, Jamal Hill, no matter how silly it is, is a champion. And the other one was a decision loss to Tiago Santos when he had just moved gyms and really didn't know how to work with Kavanaugh. Now that like him and Kavanaugh are in sync, I, I think we're going to see a dangerous Johnny Walker. I don't think Anthony Smith wants anything to do with him on the feet. And if he can't get it to the ground, he's going to have to strike with him. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a Johnny Walker spot for me. Yeah, it is for me as well. Uh, Smith is hard to pick against because he, we think he shouldn't be good anymore. And yet he seems to eke out wins still. But now Walker's way bigger and hits way harder. He's, he's just too dangerous. And as I, when I was reading the stats, let you know, Smith gets eat up ate up on the on the feet and walker like like dan said he seems to be getting finally getting in sync with the s i want to say sgp i'm so used to it. sbg uh team so um as long as he doesn't revert back to his inconsistent ways and he you know 
stays fighting the way he has the past few fights, I see him taking care of Smith and, and looking real good at minus 105. So we are on the same path there. Let's go to the main event. I don't see how we're going to differ here either. Heavyweights. <laughs> we only, we only differed on two on this whole card, man. I know. We are in lockstep. Jarzinho Rosenstrike versus Jilton Almeida, one of our podcast and Discord favorites, Jilton Almeida. Let's tell you about Biggie Boy first, Rosenstrike. 13 and 4, 12 knockouts. He's been knocked out twice. 7 and 4 in the UFC. He's gone 1 and 2 over his last three and 2 and 3 over his last five. Won his last five via knockout. 2012 pro MMA debut. Was a kickboxing champion. Based on the last weigh-ins, he was 30 pounds heavier than Almeida. Uh, World Strike's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.3 strikes per minute, plus 400 on the board. <laughs> yeah, Malhadino is Almeida's nickname, which is uh, the is, is it big bad or muscly is what it said. Okay, yeah, I'll, uh, uh, I think that's obviously not a, a direct translation because yeah, because yeah, Eno in it, Inho means oh no, Inho means small, yeah, uh, uh but but mall means usually means bad so I, you know i'm i'm working with latin roots here <laughs> all right whatever you want to call him he's um i I'll made his 18 and 2 he used to be jilton jr also was he i remember back in the day right well it's yeah his his name literally is i mean almeida is the third part of his name he's got like one of those big brazilian names it's like jilton something almeida jr uh so like it, he's uh he, he's he went just by Jelton Jr. for for a short while. Yeah, yeah. And according to uh, Google, Maladino means tabby, <laughs> which is totally different than what anything. That's said that's a that's a far different nickname. It is. So who knows? Dan will have to have him on Top Turtle sometime and, and get these things straightened out. How's his English? I don't remember. Uh, I English? I don't believe good. <laughs> no, too bad. All right. Almeida, eighteen and two, seven knockouts, eleven submissions. We've so finished all of his wins. He's been knocked out once. 4-0 in the UFC, 1-0 in the Contender Series. He's won 13 straight fights. He's not lost since January of 2018. Was a regional champion. Used to fight at light heavyweight. Used to fight at middleweight. 2012 pro MMA debut. An inch taller than Rosenstrike. Three years younger than him. Striking and active striking stats. Better than Rosenstrike. Grappling stats. Better than Rosenstrike. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 3.85 strikes per minute. Minus 500. Obviously, I'm taking Almeida. Um, here's, here's a stat I didn't, uh, list off here in his four UFC fights. He's been hit significant strikes. He's been hit with twice, two times in four fights. So that's how good, that's how good he is at grappling and, and, uh, protecting himself. So I don't see road strike landing a bomb here. Almeida's going to take him down and finish him on the mat. Yeah. A thousand percent. Uh, I actually, I recently pulled up my, uh, my article that I wrote when Jelton Almeida was on the contender series. He was in, uh, 2021's week three of the contender series. He was the main event against Nasruddin Nasruddinov. And, uh, I took him as a plus 160 favorite. And do you know what? I don't think I'll ever see that number next to his name ever again. (laughs) Nope. Like nope. you could put him against John Jones, he might not be plus one sixty, but he was against Nasuradinov. So uh shout out to him. Also, Jack that's the fight card Jack Della Metalena came out of, uh, which is fantastic just card. Yeah. Great two great of our favorites. Um, but yeah, he's gonna take Rosen Strike down. Um, if he doesn't take Rosen Strike down, I actually like him on the feet. I, I think he beats Rosen Strike on the feet. I think he beats him on the mat. 
I think he submits him. I think he ground and pounds him. I think he does whatever the hell he wants in this fight. Um, yeah. If you're looking for a way to make this line playable, because I'm going to be honest with you, negative 500 doesn't do anything for, for me. For heavyweights, no, no. I'll give you two ways that I see this being playable. I can see Rosenstrike surviving a round and a half. Um, it, it's definitely questionable, but I could see him re- surviving a round and a half. Plus 170 on the over one and a half. Wouldn't be the worst play in the whole world. Also, I'm just going to throw this one out here. In a lot of books, it's over plus 200 to see Almeida by knockout. Um, I could see him getting frustrated, not getting the the submission and just hitting ground and pound from like back mount or something like that until he gets a stoppage. Um, because the submission line, it's ugly. Uh, Almeida by submission is like negative 120, which like you don't want a, a sub prop at negative money. Right. So like, yep. I, I think uh, the best two ways to play it is like if you think Rosenstrike is going to survive, hit me with the over. If you don't think he's going to survive, uh, hit me with the TKO prop. Yeah, even inside the distance is a nasty uh, negative number too. So, you you really got to um got to got to get creative here if you want to make this worth your while betting on the main card, main main fight, excuse me, main event, whatever it's called. Go ahead. No, it's a main fight. You got it. You, you know. <laughs> yes, you did. You get it all. You're such a good cheerleader. Thank you. Were you going to say something? No, you you nailed it. You can hey, tell me good. how amazing I am. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're Thanks. great. Let's let's talk about blocks, talking <laughs> props in a second. All right, <laughs> let me recap our picks. Almeida, we're both in on. We're both in on Walker. We're both. No, sorry, I'm in on Gary. He's in on Rodriguez. I'm I'm here for the future, Dan. You're not here for the future. I hate both all in on the Black... futures. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, you are. Right. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if this. We got to get you into a uh, psychologist and find out, Dan. Psychiatrist, whatever, some kind of therapist to find out why you hate the future so much. Uh, we're both in on Allberg. We both like Black Jags. Uh, if, if any of our listeners want to give us a Black Jags, by all means. Um, and we're both in on the Great White, Alex Morano. As Dan said, we are not done yet. We got locks, dogs, maybe some props. Yeah, some props. And how about some parlays? So I think it's my turn to go first, right? Right. Um, yeah. A, a lock. Oh, goodness gracious. What's my lock this week? Um, don't want to get too crazy with the lines or anything here try to give you guys a good line but maybe i shouldn't because i've been losing on these recently maybe i should just come right out actually give me this line's not so bad give me kim firefest g young kim over mandy ball minus 190 nice play um I- i'll take uh alex morano negative 210 um i, I think that you know I-, I think i mentioned earlier on this very episode uh that that line's badly off like he should be he should be a negative 350 favorite against tim means Yep. All right. Um, for a dog, I'm going to have to go to the prelims because that's where all my dogs are capped. Um, give me uh, should I go for a big one? Pete Rodriguez, Brian Battle, or Lisboa? Who do I want to take? Hmm. Give me... All right, Battle, since he's one of our patron saints of our podcast in the Discord. Give me Brian Battle over Gabe Green plus 115. I like that one. I'm going to go with one you don't like. Uh, I'm going to take Douglas De Silva de Andrade. Uh, I, I think I, I think he's going to wrestle the hell out of Cody Stamen. Um, I think he's going to make him look kind of silly. Also, I like battle, but maybe you will see him show up in a different part Ooh. of my picks. All right. Uh, De Silva plus 135. Okay. 
prop con. This is when I always ask Dan, hey, what's the line on this? What's the line on that? <laughs> um, I know the Almeida lines are not worth it. What is a Johnny Walker knockout going to get? Oh, me? that's I'm a good one. Too. I didn't even think of that. Johnny Walker knockout plus 170. Give me that, please. Yeah, I like that one. I hadn't even thought about Johnny Walker by knockout. Smith gets knocked out and Smith is old. <laughs> Smith is old. Um, and undersized in this fight. So I hit a plus 600 prop last week. I'm not going to give you another you sure plus did. 600. I'm not going to hit you with another plus 600 prop. That's crazy. I am going to hit you with a plus 400 prop, though. Um, I like Brian Battle inside the distance. Uh, oh, okay. All you need all you need is him inside the distance. Uh, not even – I don't have to pick sub. I don't have to pick knockout. Um, and I think he could do either. Uh, he's got great head kicks. Uh, he's shown that he's got KO power at welterweight. Um, I don't know if you've seen a picture of him. Have you seen a picture of him recently? No, I, I don't simp over him now. But tell <laughs> he's, me, how hot he's, does he look? He's ripped. Like, right. and like he looks like a fat guy who got ripped. Which, to be fair, he was a fat guy who then like got. <laughs> he was ripped. a poo bear before. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he, he looks like he's in great shape. Um, he's got the submission game. He's got the KO game. So give me inside the distance. Either way, plus four hundred. I love that. All right. So Murano and Kim are our locks. De Silva and Battle are our dogs. Battle inside the distance. Walker knockout are our props. Gumby is going to give us a two-fight parlay that's going to pay us at least plus 10 times or plus 10,000. Plus 1,000, plus 1,000. 10 times our money. It is called the Hunger Man Jong Superfan Parlay. Go ahead. So I'm not going props this time. Okay. At all. I'm just okay. You, I'm just hitting you with a pair of money lines. Give me the P-Rod, D-Rod Parlay. Oh, a Rodriguez parlay. I'm going to take the P-Rod, D-Rod, P-Rod plus 225, D-Rod plus 265. If the P-Rod, D-Rod hits, it's 1086. All right. Um, a modest 1086. Okay. A modest we'll 1086 for the P-Rod, D-Rod. Fantastic. P-Rod, D-Rod. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode and you are going to follow all of our picks because we're amazing at what we do. Um, all right. We'll be back on Sunday. We're going to recap how we did do. Um, and look ahead to next week, Dern versus Hill. In the meantime, Discord is the place you will find us, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. We're usually hanging out in the fights channel there. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, SGPNMMA. Gumby runs that. He also is at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe and all that good stuff. Tell a friend, tell an enemy about our podcast. Spread the word. Uh, all our reading, all our writings, excuse me, all your readings, all our writings, in our, all our podcasts and giveaways and all that good stuff so at sportsgamblingpodcast.com or on our app. Make sure you download the app. Listen to Gummy's Top Turtle MMA podcast this week. He in- interviews a couple of people fighting each other on Saturday. He interviewed Brian Battle and Gabriel Green. So make sure you stick that in your holes as well when you're done here. And make sure you read and subscribe to my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Enter the free pick'em contest I have running this weekend and pretty much every weekend the UFC runs. And that is all you need to know until Sunday for me, at least. This is, is it my turn. turn. It's my it's turn. turn. I'm David yep. Freeland. He's the future Jeff Fox. And we... Oh, that means you we'll, hate me. <laughs> we'll see you on Sunday.